Hello, beautiful. Get your coffee. It's time for Coffee with Matilda, A Journey to Self. Today, me and Salindran, with another episode of Fires of Relationships, we're going to talk about love. Salindran, this is an exciting and beautiful topic we're going to talk about. That's right. I mean, <laughs> it is going to be an amazing, amazing uh, topic. As you know, we've been covering all sorts of different uh, emotions that people go through as much as you know we've covered a lot of emotions love is not considered an emotion it's beyond an emotion so it's going to be something which I think everyone can relate to because it doesn't just uh, it doesn't just um, encompass the romantic relationships that come into uh, love which comes to mind first and foremost you know, people have love of pets, they have love of family and friends, they have love of a purpose in life, love of a country, love of a religion, and it goes on and on and on. And I think it's really important that, um, you know, you can look at love and you can definitely feel that love is an energy and it's a presence. It's a certain mm -hmm. presence which is beyond an emotion that we feel. and. Um, yeah, it, it gives us the ability to have time stand still. I mean, I know one of the things that most people can relate to is that uh, when they think of love, you know, you think back at your first relationship, um, time came to a standstill. You know, where did, the, where, did, where did those nights go? Where did those moments go? Because you were in such a different space in such a different feeling it really really allows you to think beyond time and space and that's the beauty of love because everything is built upon this four-letter word love <laughs> yeah. and we all uh, we all are born most of us i hope actually that we were born <laughs> with the act of love. <laughs> yeah. So it is the force of the universe. Well, the interesting thing for me about love is, you know, it really is, you can't classify it as, as just an emotion because it really is a verb, you know. Um, love is more than just any other emotion you have to show it there's a certain connection which is beyond saying that you love someone it's in your actions that you take you know or your inactions sometimes just being still being quiet being in that moment um, but I think that the other thing that is really really neat is you know Matilda love is not something that that we that we can say that starts with us we're a channel of love but its origins are beyond us it's like the rays of the sun you know beautiful sun rays imagine how they make you feel but the the, the sun rays don't originate here you see and so love to me is is something which we are channels of but that particular um you know thought emotion that uh space that you're in is beyond 
the human level. It's more of a spirit level. It's got an incredible energy. Um, you know, it can, it can heal someone. You know, look at some of these uh, stories that we have where the pets have actually allowed for the longevity of, of human beings. You look, at, you look at a situation where, you know, people are in these long-term long care, uh, long care facilities, and now what do they have? They have, they have you know, dogs or cats or birds or any sort of a pet that individuals can um, find joy in. Um, and how many times do you see now, I mean, something very normal and common as we're traveling on aircrafts, um, people who have anxiety, who have certain disorders that they cannot deal with, actually have the comfort of having something which brings them into that calm level state. And, and, it, and it's usually a dog or a cat. And they're permitted to travel with these pets on board aircrafts, which, you know, 10 years ago, you would have never heard of. Actually, yep. I've seen these kind of animals, like the yes. dogs, but I never thought about what it is. I thought maybe they need, I don't know, uh, yeah. when they arrive, they need the assistant of the dog or cat, but I never thought it's because they want to be in the aircraft with them. Interesting. Yeah, it's a comfort. It's a comfort. It's a, it's a comfort that the animals bring to a human being uh, because they can actually sense things beyond what a human being can. So if there's a, an attack of some sort which is coming, um, that pet is able to detect it before mm -hmm. the human being themselves knows, uh-oh, something's happening to me and it's gonna be too late, but because of the love of a pet, now they have uh, the uh, ability to go ahead and calm themselves and their nervous system. So it's interesting also that I think, you know, love empowers us to look at other, other emotions such as forgiveness and gratitude because it's a part of love. Mm -hmm. It's a part of love. So, you know, being grateful for what you have because the joy that something brings into your life it is a part of love because you're just grateful for being grateful for being in that moment with whatever it was you know and forgiveness i think it requires a big heart as well so forgiveness is a huge one which also goes hand in hand with love very nice actually it's a very interesting point you're mentioning because I uh, I have been around friends that uh, that they had a depression, and they didn't have any joy. They didn't feel any joy around their life, and they were saying, and they didn't even feel love. It was very interesting. They didn't have love towards themselves or even love towards their parents. That energy somehow was not there anymore. Mm -hmm. And what they were doing with their therapies was. Um, trying to realize and count on their blessings and you know to count uh, the beautiful things around them and slowly slowly that joy came back and um, 
they start their normal life again to love life and love people around them and it was one thing was very interesting that i realized when they lose the love for themselves the love for their life automatically somehow they lose love for everything else as well somehow the love for parents is gone i mean they still they think they still love them but the action is not there anymore. And I, and made me really realize people who have done, who try to do suicide or they've done suicide successfully, unfortunately, I think they don't have love for anything else anymore. I well, think at the that end that dies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, there's an emptiness definitely, right? So the more that one does love, the more they can love. The exactly. more that one loves, the more they can love. And so love is limitless. But at the same time, the less that you love, the more the love diminishes. And yeah. it diminishes to the point where, yes, you can go to that state of being where your existence is being questioned your own existence is being questioned and, and that's you, why you're ready to give up on everything because yeah otherwise how can you give up on even your neighbor loves you how can you give up on that feeling you know that you're going to bother the neighbor you know you're going to bother your parents but somehow everything changes like the the light in your life it's switched off and that's it and nothing matters yes because you've diminished to the point where there is there is life in you but very little life in you and and you know it's interesting because the polar opposite of what we're speaking of suicide and the diminishment of love is unconditional love yeah now unconditional love there is no attachment there's no expectations there's no hidden agendas and no one's counting what they're doing for someone. They mm -hmm. just do it. They do it because it, it's, the reason it's unconditional is because there are no conditions put upon it. You know, yeah. you look at a, a mother's love for her child. You look at a pet uh, and the love of the pet for the owner you know and it's such a beautiful beautiful place to be um and 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 it goes back to you know unconditional love does not have any expectations all it wants to do is love it just keeps do you, loving do you think Salindran? I wanted to ask you this question. Do you think there are people in this world that throughout their life, they never experienced love? Do you I, think that's I, possible? I, yeah, well, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to agree with that statement. Uh, because everyone's definition of love is different. And of course it goes back to their expectations Maybe they were raised with someone who had to keep them at a distance because they were raised with the very same upbringing, very cold, very disconnected. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I do believe, I mean, if you look at, you know, something that comes to mind for me is 
these individuals that have gone through horrific, horrific, traumatic upbringings where they've seen loved ones being killed yeah. in front of their very eyes, or they themselves were put through things that one wouldn't even think is humane enough for someone to endure. You look at something like that, and the first thing that they do as therapists is that they try to take them back to when they actually knew what love was. And the first thing they try to do with them is they bring them a pet that if you look at something like a puppy or a kitten or a baby, it's the purity of that being that an individual connects to. Yeah. And so slowly, slowly, when the therapists and the individuals that are working with these individuals, they bring um, they bring pets or they bring, uh, you know, anything that that child can connect to, to the point where they're hoping the heart will open again. Because what's happening, if you think about it, is they're building a wall between them and the world. And they've had to in order to survive. survive. What is the one thing that you are programmed for from the minute that you take that very first breath? You are programmed to survive. You are programmed to go through life and make sure that when it comes to that moment of question, that you will do your very best to make sure you don't die. And so what happens is that a lot of people will put up walls in front of them. To survive. Yeah. To survive. And so what happens is, is that all those walls, and believe you me, those walls can be paper thin or they can be, like my background here, bricks, or they could be concrete and steel because of what they've had to endure. Now, slowly, slowly, those walls will come down. And that's when you can actually feel love again to the level that you're programmed to feel love because we're all made of love. So it is, again, um, it's the polar opposite of survival, right? Because if I go back to yogic principles, if you look at yoga, um, the survival mechanisms are the first lower three centers of your body, which is, you know, your first center, your first chakra, your second and your third. It's to help you survive and make sure that you can thrive on this dimension in this world. Then you hit the heart. That's the fourth center. Now, in order for the fourth center to actually open up and do what it's supposed to do, the first three have to be balanced. They have to be balanced and they have to be aligned. And then what happens is all those pent up emotions that individuals have that create walls around their heart to protect themselves, to make sure that they are survivors, slowly, slowly, those emotions will break through that wall they've created through the heart and allow for all that to come up so it could happen in an instant like this or it could take lifetimes and that's dependent upon each individual person and how much time are they putting uh, towards uh, realizing that maybe they're 
desensitized or maybe yeah. they numb themselves out mm -hmm. or maybe they realize that certain situations are so uncomfortable that they know that they have a heart wall. Chances are, if you ask yourself, you say one, two, three, Matilda, do you have a heart wall? Yes or no? No. Took too long. Chances are you do. <laughs> might be very thin, might be very thin, but yeah. chances are you do have it. Unless you can definitively say, no, I, can't. No, I do not have a heart wall like this. Yeah. Chances are uh, you have a heart wall. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't want to be, especially finding partner, I think for me would be, okay, no, I can't just love someone like that. It has to, it has to meet the standards. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and what are those standards? I'll tell you another thing. It was something, a food for thought for everyone. The standards that we speak about are standards based upon our experience of the past. Mm -hmm. That's why they say it's very important to have some experience before you commit. It's very important to understand who you are and what you need. Exactly. Right? That's so, true, very true. So, you know, life is not anything more than you realizing who you are. Life is realization of who you truly are i think that's our purpose to really realize who we are and that's, that's right. it i mean there's nothing else to do yes to understand who we are to understand our soul and to cater our soul and nurture our soul but unfortunately with the modern society lots of people don't even understand their soul they understand what they have to do because of based on other people's value or what other people's expectation, but not necessarily who they are and what their needs are and how they can thrive as a human being because they don't even know what bothers them in general. It's interesting. It's very, very that's, interesting. In Sufism, that's one of the things it says. It's your, the, one of the main purposes in, in your life is to understand your being to understand who you are that's that's your only duty and once you understand who you are you will start loving yourself for really who you are not what you think who you are or what other think other people think who you are then you will understand really who you are and you start loving yourself you understand your mistakes and your shortcomings and you start come to terms with them and then you when you're okay with yourself you're gonna start being okay with other people you will start realize you will start having compassion for other people because you will develop a compassion towards yourself so it's interesting everybody every single person yeah. that you encounter including yourself in the mirror mm -hmm. every morning okay is a mere reflection of what's going on inside of you yes there's a huge difference because people have a tendency to look outside of themselves and say mm, this this person bothers me their presence bothers me they don't even know the person or they'll say oh it's one of those days where everything's not going to go the right way well you need to spend some time 
And you know, when they see being, you know, Matilda, I think it's really important for the audience out there to understand when people say, you know, you have to learn to be with yourself. Be with yourself means turn the radio off, turn the television off, just sit there with yourself. Sit there with yourself and listen to the little dialogue that's happening inside of your head. Even if you could just start off with 10, 15 minutes a day, you're developing a relationship to understand who you are. Most people don't take that first step. They're so busy doing things that they don't even take the 10 minutes to have a breather. That's why, you know, there's, and, and, and this is a really important thing, I think, for, for listeners out there. There's a study there. And, and what they say is that a child that's born doesn't recognize that what they're seeing in the mirror is themselves. A child that is born as an infant, if you put them in front of a mirror, they will not even know that that child's reflection that they're seeing is themselves. Give them time and then what happens is that one day they wake up and they realize there's me. There's Mm. this person and that's me in the mirror. And what do they do? They make these funny faces and they play around in the mirror. But they take the very same child and the teenage years hit. And all of a sudden, they don't make funny faces. They start to judge themselves in that mirror. And they're too fat, or they're not uh, tall enough, or they're not strong enough, or their hair is you know, too curly, and maybe they want straight hair. So they start to judge themselves in the teenage years. By the time, by the time that the 20s and the 30s hit, they spend very little time looking at themselves in the mirror other than to do what they normally do, but their mind is talking about where they're going and what they need to do rather than spend time with themselves. Very true. So how do you love yourself and how do you be with yourself when you're not even with yourself when you're brushing your teeth anymore, when you're combing your hair anymore? is that you need to reconnect with yourself in the mirror. So the key to love, to start with, is you. is you, and you start with looking at yourself in the mirror. And it's not an easy thing. I'm going to ask the listeners out there to do this. Matilda, you may want to do this as well. Go into the mirror, look directly into your eyes. And what I want you to do is I want you to have a practice to say, and I'll use Matilda as an example. You're going to say, I love you, Matilda. I love. I like that. (laughs) I really, really love you, Matilda. And you're going to do this for two or three minutes in the morning every day. So you say, I love you. I really, really love you. And you're going to do this with your name. So. If your name is Monica, you're going to say this to Monica. And what's going to happen is I'm going to tell you something. Some of you will start to cry. Some of you will feel ridiculous. 
And some of you will not want to do this because it's very painful. Oh, wow. But I encourage you, encourage you to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. Because it's like loving yourself all over again and learning and understanding that you need to hear it. You need to see it. And you need to feel it. And the more you do this, the more joy you will feel in your life. And slowly, slowly, I can promise you, I can promise you, slowly, slowly, your perspective of who you are and what you think about yourself will switch. It will change. And you will find love in life again. Because you love yourself. But you need to tell yourself that. And every time you do something, well done. Good job, Matilda. Because no one's going to do that for you. You do it for yourself. And, and remember, no one's keeping count. If you're doing something, come from the place of your heart and just do it. Do it like it's a gift to the universe that you've decided to do something. <laughs> Don't think you're doing it and say, oh, you know, they didn't say thank you to me the right way. Or don't do it and think, well, you know, I did this. Now I hope that I get something back in return. Just do it. Because as you are giving unconditionally, you will start to receive unconditionally. And also, I think when you declare to universe yes. that I am love, yes, everything around it actually changes. Sometimes, um, you know, I find myself in a you know annoying situation. Uh, you're in a line for something with the government, and you know your nerves are going up and down. Somebody's doing, somebody's cutting the line, and doing, and you're like, I cannot take this anymore. And I tell myself, Matilda. I'm declaring to the universe, I am love. And then all of, a sudden, all of a sudden, things changes. Like I start, I mean, it's really kind of magical, but I don't know if, if for everyone that happens or not. But I started like even, especially in DMV, I start looking at these people with the different eyes. I'm like, oh my God, how difficult it is for this woman to work in DMV all these long hours, all these many people, everyone comes, they're annoyed and they want you to do something for them. I mean, how, what an annoying situation, annoying place to work, for example. Then you start having a compassion for these people. You're having a compassion for the next person that is next to you and making a lot of noise. You're like, okay, they're annoyed. Maybe they've had something very important to do, but they're not doing it. They have to come to this DMV. So, you know, you start seeing life in a different lens and it really changes. A hundred percent. Everything will change when you yourself change. When you decide to be who you truly are, which is spirit in the human form, having a human experience, it is up to you to decide if you're going to be up here or way down there. It's up to you to decide how you are going to respond. 
And I use the word respond because I'm not going to tell you to react. Mm -hmm. Okay. Reaction is something which is spontaneous, which is out of control. I'm asking you to understand that things happen. You have to learn how to respond to those things. And it's such a beautiful process when you start to look at everything through, like Matilda said, with a different lens. But it is something which you have to work with. So practice makes perfect. Yeah. It's like doing the mirror work that I ex just explained to you is that you have to fill yourself up with love, love yourself. And that means by telling yourself, by actually going in the mirror, you know, instead of just putting on, okay, now I got to put my mascara and I got to put on my lipstick. Now I got to do my hair. But meanwhile, your head isn't even there. Yeah. You understand? Spend some time. And be grateful for what you've been blessed with. Even in this physical form, this physical form that you've been given. And all of a sudden, everything shifts, everything changes. Because we're all vibratory. We all vibrate at different levels. And of course, once you're vibrating at a certain level, you know, it's like electricity, you know, you can't take, you know, we're at 110 voltage, right? You're at like two something, 220 or whatever it is. Yeah. You try to take one of your, if I take my 110 hairdryer and plug it in a 220 voltage, you're going to see the thing blow up, <laughs> right? Yeah. But slowly, 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 you can change who you are. And when your vibration changes, everything changes. You're going to exactly. see the very same thing, but in a different, in a different oh. form. You're going to see, you're going to have more compassion. You're going True. to have more gratitude. You're going to have more forgiveness. You're going to have more love. I even experienced this, and I'm telling audience so they know it really works. You know, before, if a friend of mine would say something, I would get angry. Sometimes, you know, you get annoyed of, on your friends, and you have a, you know, an agreement, disagreement with them. But once you, I mean, declare again your love, or you're looking at this with a love with the love lens you realize okay they're coming from a different angle so maybe i need to understand their angle as well so i can resolve this negative emotion in me once i'm doing that i see i'm not bothered like before for example on, pe on people even with my partner as well there are times that obviously he's on my nerves but then I'm like, okay, I have a choice to be angry, but I have a choice to understand him, to have a compassion, to understand where he's coming from. Maybe what, what he's coming from, it makes sense for him. So it, it becomes different. Even sometimes, right I really don't like Trump. I think he didn't do a very well job for governing America. But sometimes I'm like, okay, all this time we're criticizing him. You know, when you watch CNN, everything is about criticizing Trump. Like, his, his life must be suck. Like, all these people are saying negative things about him. I mean, poor guy. I mean, okay, he doesn't have very good leading skills for a country. But 
as a human being, I wouldn't want to be Trump. It would be a terrible position to be. All these people are, all these negative energies are towards him. So I don't know. I think when you have that kind of a love, you have a love towards universe because you trust universe always back you up. No matter what, whatever situation you're going through, you know that you're going through because your soul needs it. And, and because universe loves you, it's giving you that opportunity to go through it so you can learn that experience. Because maybe later on, you need those skills. I mean, this is how I train myself. I don't know if I'm tricking myself. I don't know what I'm doing, but I, this is how I'm thinking. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it definitely is. Every, everybody sees things differently. But I think the key takeaway here for the audience, and I know the big, the big thing for me whenever I'm teaching anyone in any workshops or any sort of counseling that I do, is I say, you know, is it the mind that's coming in or is it the heart? Mm -hmm. How do you know? How you know is this, your perception of what you see is from the mind, but the heart always knows. The heart always knows. You can trick yourself in the mind, but you can't trick yourself in the heart. And so the key is whenever you're in a situation and you don't know where you're coming from, you ask yourself that. You ask yourself, am I coming from the heart? Or am I coming from the mind? Or uh, Nope, you just ask, am I coming from the heart? If you cannot definitively say, yes, I am. If you cannot, then you're coming from the mind. And guess what? The mind was gifted to you to think and to reason and to perceive things a certain way. And it will trick you when it needs to. The heart does not. Oh, That's my. why love has a heart as a symbol, because the heart knows. You may not admit to it, but later on down the road, you will know. You didn't come from the heart, you came from the mind. So the key is asking yourself, am I coming from the heart? Because if I cannot answer, yes, I am coming from the heart, then you're coming from the mind. And so if you truly want to walk the path of love, you have to learn to come from the, from the heart rather than the mind. Because the mind is programmed to perceive. And what it's perceiving is everything based upon the person's perception, that mm -hmm. person's perception. And that's nothing but a bunch of experiences that they've had throughout their life up to that point. So it's you're making decisions based on the past experiences that Matilda had. And yet, if Matilda is truly aligned to her higher self, Matilda wouldn't use that. Matilda would use her heart. Interesting. So do you think people who, who, are, who have intuition, so intuition comes with heart? Yes. That's interesting. 
And so the only way that you get to the point of using intuition is by making sure that your first, second, and third energy centers are aligned properly. And when you have a lifetime of trauma trapped in the lower three centers of your body, it's very hard for you to come from the place of the heart. But I can assure you that the more and more that you start doing things like I've explained here, if you do some mirror work, if you do some tapping, if you do some other work, all of a sudden it's going to open that heart. It's going to allow for those emotions to come up. Mm -hmm. And what you're going to do is you're going to look at them. You're going to question them. And you're going to allow for them to be processed. And what happens is it's like a volcanic eruption that happens on the inside of an individual. It is not the most pleasant, I can assure you that. It is is something which takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot depending on what you've been through and what you're carrying, because you're not just carrying, Matilda, what you're carrying for yourself in this lifetime. You are also carrying your your lineage seven generations back. So if you came from maybe a cultural group which was living in war-stricken region and you had bombs exploding left, right, and center, and maybe you had religious wars and maybe women were not were not appreciated and seen as as human beings but rather um, a stock you could trade with someone else to get you know something from them because women you know were not regarded as as priestesses priestesses that they are (laughs) yes yes and and so so you carry that with you until somewhere down the road, someone takes the life form to clear that out of you. So it could be that Matilda one day has a little girl who's going to carry all that emotional trauma for seven generations and then she's going to be raised by Matilda and then all of a sudden she's the one who gets to, to clear out all that trauma. And she realizes that I'm going to live from the place of the heart. I'm not going to come from the place of judgment. I'm not going to come from a place of my mind. I'm going to be me. And I'm going to do the work that my mother, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, my great-great-great-grandmother couldn't do. I'm going to do that. And before you know it, then there's heaven on earth. And everyone's living from a place of love, living from their heart rather than their mind, and understanding the difference. That's beautiful. It is. It's absolutely beautiful. And 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 um, you know, um, you know, for the listening audience out there, there's. Um, you know, we've been doing fires of relationships just so that Matilda and I can can help you understand some of what 
you're faced with. But eventually what's going to happen is we will be putting together some programs and some course structures where we'll be able to take you to the next step, to the next level, to understand and to discover who you are and to say, I'm here. <laughs> and I'm doing a hell of a job because I'm still here, even though I faced all that crap that I did, right? <laughs> exactly and you'll be content with yourself that can be nice no definitely and uh, it's a beautiful time and um, you know all I say is please 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 to the listeners out there um, do your work do that mirror work that I explained to you and you'll see the changes I promise you even within two weeks you'll see huge shifts in you you'll you'll you won't know why all of a sudden you're smiling or why you're walking the way you're walking or you're behaving in a certain manner and it's because all of a sudden you rediscovered and reconnected with yourself exactly so Jan, uh, some people were asking me about love so how would they know between infatuation and love so this we're coming back to like a romantic love <laughs> do you have suggestions well again you know um well the number one thing is infatuation is something very which is very temporary and very short-lived it is not something that you're going to carry on for any extended period of time because yeah. before you know it you're going to have a lot of dislikes <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to see you're going to see that um you're going to see the real qualities and how different you are and how you do not resonate and how it truly was just a, one of those flings you know where you know when it's when it's true love then you know it's true love you will do, you, do you think when you meet someone for the first time, would you realize if you've done, you know, if you worked on yourself and you worked on your chakras, for example, you know, you're on a spiritual path. Do you think when you meet someone and your heart will tell you this is the one or no, that's not such a thing like that? No, I, I believe that there are people that know this is the one. A hundred percent. There are the individuals who, you know, Matilda, it's like uh, an individual who's looking for a relationship, but they don't even understand themselves. Mm. You really need to know who you are first. Exactly. You need to have a relationship with yourself before you can have a relationship with someone else. You need to complete yourself. In other words, you have zero expectations, zero attachments, zero hidden agendas, zero bookkeeping of your score. Like I wash the dishes 10 times. I expect you to wash it 10 times. Like, trust me, love is beyond all that. And if you don't find it, do us a favor. Do don't not be in a relationship. Don't be in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost, it's like, creating toxicity in the in, in on this realm because 
it's very difficult. Complete yourself first. Be whole yourself first. Love yourself first. And when you're at a point where, you know, I really love and enjoy the company of this individual. Exactly. But I have zero expectations. I have zero attachments, zero judgments, zero hidden agendas. You know, the most difficult part for me now is that people want to jump into relationships and they don't even know who they are. Exactly. I mean, I've done that so many times uh, in my earlier age, younger time, in my 20s especially, and it was disaster. I mean, and I'm thinking if I would get married to them, I would ruin their life. And I would have ruined my life because I wouldn't even know what I like to tell them what I like. And I, it would have been disaster. So people really need to get married or to be in a serious relationship that they really know who they are. Otherwise, they're wasting someone else's time. And, and you're affecting, you're not just affecting yourself or the other person, but those people are then affecting other people. Yeah. If you're having a bad day because of your relationship, Matilda, uh, I can almost guarantee that when you go into work, someone else is going to face some of that. And someone, <laughs> because you carry it with you. You okay. carry it with you. So do yourself a favor. Have a relationship with yourself before you have a relationship with anyone else. Love yourself first. Fill yourself up before you go looking for love somewhere else because you can't find it out there it's inside of you exactly first you have to love yourself to even love other people otherwise it's all going to be conditional well exactly or you're going to have expectations you know i'm unhappy and you know you i'm unhappy because of you because you can't keep me happy or you know, they're so unhappy and they have hidden agendas to look for someone in a certain particular uh, profession so that they can live their lifestyle. So you're built, you're building your relationship on your financial status (laughs) and the comfort of your life. Like, I am so sorry. We are so, we are so disconnected. So I encourage everyone to do the mirror work, love yourself, fill yourself up, because then the rivers will just keep flowing. And, and if you the place, and if you really love yourself, you wouldn't want to waste your time with a wrong partner. You wouldn't want to be with. Uh, you wouldn't want to hang out with someone that that just gives you certain status or certain uh, position, but not the love that you deserve that you think you deserve because you love yourself so much and you're capable of loving someone else so much so you wouldn't want to be in a shaky or in a surface level or superficial relationships no well exactly i mean how many people are sitting in castles right now but they're empty exactly how many people are wearing a title but it doesn't matter because they themselves don't even know who they are. So what good is your title? True. And you know, the most precious thing that you've been given besides your life 
is time. Don't waste this time. Don't waste this time running around out there somewhere looking for something which is in here already. So on that note, <laughs> I'm Philindron Buller, the host of Uplifting Humans, where we honor, empower, educate, and inspire the listener with real stories and expert advice. And doing this beautiful series with uh, Matilda, Fires of Relationships. Matilda? And uh, I'm Matilda, host of Coffee with Matilda. And I want to end my part with a quote from um, Shamsa Tabrizi and Rumi. They have 40 rules of love. And the 40th one, Selinda, and I think you will like it too. It says, a life without love is of no account. Don't ask yourself what kind of love you should seek, spiritual or material divine or mundane, Eastern or Western. Divisions only lead to more divisions. Love has no labels, no definitions. It is what it is, pure and simple. Love is the water of life and a lover is a soul of fire. The universe turns differently when fire loves water. <laughs> Beautiful, very well said. Until next time. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>